The Swagger Podcast and its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this league or the podcast, and opinions between guests may conflict. This podcast does not endorse anything as the truth. That you have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. We fight everybody in this business. We won everything. And a near motherfucker is swagging. You fuck with me, I know that for sure. Welcome to the Swagger Podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you here with us, and we appreciate that. Now here's your host, Douglas Fontaine, with his sidekick, Green Bride, Curse, Mr. Thane Delon, and your commissioner, Nick Ross, the boss. Another episode of the world-renowned and nationally syndicated Swagger Podcast. Hey yo! Hello. We back, filling in for Mr. Douglas Fontaine, out on leave this week. I made my uh, triumphant return back, though. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back. I'll trade you for Jared any day of the week. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, maybe. I don't know. Isn't Jared like swimming or something? Or just, I don't know what he's doing. He might be. His might wife be. won the World Series of Swimming yesterday. Man, congratulations. Congratulations, Christina. You think what she can teach me how to swim? Uh, no. <laughs> still got them floaties on. I still doggy paddle, so. Anyway. Well, hopefully we have everybody back next week, including Mr. Fontaine and Mr. DeLon for our uh, next episode. So that being said, uh, our MVPs this week was John Prosper and Katie Email, and unfortunately, Mr. John is sleeping right now because his family's going to uh, Tennessee for the Paul Mitchell Beauty School, like Bennett went to last week. And Katie says, "Sorry, I have to work and can't make it, but don't talk too much smack about me." But why would we talk smack about her? She's the MVP. MVP. That's right. I will say her husband was only three points away from being MVP. He was close, had a good week. So he could have had a co-email MVP party, but it didn't happen. So Uncle Johnny said, not so fast, my friend. I was I was right there in the race, too, in the mix. Were you really? Yeah, I was close. Well, but, uh, Nick, no. where were you? Hmm. <laughs> I was the weak LVP, <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I, I was needed in that to race, win. too. I needed to win this week. I was playing Bennett, and we were tied for first place, and I really needed to win. And, boy, my team just shit to bed. Of course, Patty was on by. Excuses. Clyde Alaire was on by. Just about to say it. I did start uh, Jared Goff. So oh, man. 
Yeah. Anytime you guys throw Jared Goff, you're probably not going to have a good week. So I was your LVP. Oh, and look at that score. 96.85 points Yikes. is terrible. So, but let's move on. Uncle Thane, who was your opponent this past week? Played Vance, uh, and Vance, wow, he should have beat me, even though I did score 195. Check out the uh, DJ DZ's bruh column and the newsletter, and you can see all the ways Vance should have won, and he really should have won, but he didn't, and uh, that was a, that was a huge matchup. So my my season long prediction was that Vance was going to finish 500, and I will be wrong on that. The reason is we don't play an even number of games, <laughs> so <laughs> he's sitting at four and six. Uh, I think he's got a chance to win two or three, though, at least. He stole a Derek Carr over Ben Roethlisberger. He did. That was a big mistake. What in the hell? Yeah. Bruh. 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 Can I talk Yeah, I just wanted to bring up that trophy wife, um, not only MVB this week, but she did give Vic in a box her second loss. So. Oh, did she really? I didn't know that. She did. That she did. I'm trying to look up the. So Vic in a box lost, but she had a. She had a pretty decent score, didn't she? 152. She she had Ben Roethlisberger score her 42 points, and she still um, lost. Wow. Well, John Prospery, he uh, since he's not here to talk about his team, he built he beat Mike, uh, old man Mike, 210 to 154, and he he actually had a 93.7 percent MER, which means he has some. People on the bench. He started a uh, – he flexed Antonio Brown last week, uh, which what I thought was interesting. No, he scored ball. almost 14 yeah. points, but I thought it was ballsy. He had Gallman on the bench that put up 19. So, if he would have started Gallman, he would have scored another, what, six points. But either way, congratulations to our MVP and LVP. So, Uncle John sitting at 7-3. and three. He's uh, he's he's rising yeah, to he's, the top. He's right there with it, man. All right, so let's talk about the rest of the news, Uncle Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Here's some other great town names. Littitz. It's Littitz. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. If you'll remember, last year he was dealing with a bulging dick disc issue rather in his lower back. It's now time for the Swagger News Update, brought to you by Commissioner Nicholas Lichtenstein. Welcome to Week 10 Swagger News. As you know, our MVP was too legit to quit. John Prosper scoring 210.25 points. Our LVP was me, Nick Ross, the loss. Womp, womp, womp. 96.85 points. Our power range looks like this. Staying the man is back on top. Too legit to quit. Jumped two spots with his MVP performance to take the number two spot. And Colt 45 is number three. Our last place race, still the same. Ginger Ninja still in last place. He's 2-8, 1,297 points, 82 points behind 39th place. So he's making up some ground, but he's still 82 points back. Lucas Tabor is second to last. And the big time is easy, is third to last. And only 92 points separates all three of those guys. So I'm going to go out and say right now, the last place race is up for grabs, folks. 
either any of those three guys is uh has three weeks to try to get their shit together. Speaking of the other side of the spectrum, three teams have clinched the playoff spot. So we're starting to get some teams clinching playoff spots already. Coke 45, Slap-A-Hole Tribe, and Making Fantasy Great Again have all clinched playoff spots. So let's talk about Roland. He is one of the three teams that clinched the playoff spot this early. Roland is 31st in breakdown. His total record would be 153 and 237. He's 28th in points. But he has the best record in the league, and he's clinched possible? a playoff spot. Meanwhile, Winston for press, second in points, third in breakdown record. He has a 33rd best record in the league. So this shows you how much luck, even though all your team is good or bad, it just shows you how much luck on a week-to-week basis. We did have, like I said, we did have three teams clinch a playoff spot. On the other side, or the other hand, rather, we had eight teams that have been eliminated. So these teams are officially out of swagger playoffs too much sauce chuck lichstein ginger ninja red jack and golf our newcomer rookie player uh jonathan jono 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 merricks oh jonu merricks welcome to the league buddy but you're out the playoffs lucas Taylor, the ball throw the big time is easy F you, Chipper, Steve. You ain't getting no money this year either, player. Damn. Dulac Smack and Matthew Barry approved. Our one-time champion, Chipper, from three years ago is out of the playoffs. He gone. Let's talk about the hosts. So, Jared's not with us. He has an 18.2% chance of making the playoffs, the lowest of all three of us. So, you're saying there's a chance. He just had the highest, right, a couple weeks ago? Now he's the lowest out of us three. Now, I will say this. If the playoffs started right now, you're the number 16 seed uh, thing. That's what I'm talking about, baby. According to Bennett, you have a 38% chance of making the playoffs. So if it started right now, you win. Yep. Now, what else I thought was interesting is I have a 39% chance of being in the playoffs, which is 1% higher than you. But if the playoffs started right now, I'm not in. Wow. So right now you're in and I'm out, but apparently I have a higher percent chance. I don't know how because I was the LVP this must week. Be, must so be looking at taking uh, that your, Monte Carlo. Your, your remaining games into uh, consideration there. Yeah, I think I don't play Bennett anymore, so maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I'll be all right. All right, Swaggerette. All right, our MVB trophy wife, Katie Email, with 189.95 points. Our LVB, Pimpin' Ain't Breezy, Katie Bollinger with 94 Point four five points. Our standings, number one, Vic in a box. Number two, Spunk Funk Monk. Both of those ladies both hold an eight and two record. Number three, the Fresh Princess of Hilaire. Our power rankings, number one, Wine and Grind. Number two, Vic in a box. And number three, Fresh Princess of Hilaire. I just say, I must say that I think that now in Swaggerette, we're getting to that point where we're consistently seeing the same names at the top of the board. Um, our last place race, currently we have black and old in last place, her record is two and eight with a total of one thousand two hundred and fifty nine points. Swaglock, the MVP this week were the Go Bears, three hundred sixty point seven points. The LVP was the Reds. The Reds, two hundred five point three five. That's combined, two hundred five points combined. I think one person had higher than two hundred five by himself. Standing same, well. Standings changed. Uh, Lichtensteins have now officially taken a top spot from the TVs. So we are on top. High five. The TVs are number two and the Go Bears are number three. So Lichtensteins finally putting it all together. 
Yeah, but Amy Amy Gobert has made it clear that they are coming for us. Swagger Junior League, the MVP in the Black Conference this week was Paxton, Chop It Style. The MVP of the Gold Conference was who, Thane? That would be TJ. That's right, TJ Jalon. The two hosts of Swagger Junior League uh, podcast were both the MVPs this week. So, therefore, we did not have a Swagger Junior MVP because we didn't want to hear all the bragging. Quidditch is greater than football. Reese Benoit finally lost. Is now nine and one. The last team to lose in all Swagger League. She texted me early in the week and says podcast curse is real. <laughs> Might be. But is she still? She still holds the best record, right? Is she, there anybody in Swagger League that's nine and one? No. No. So you still have that, Reese, if you're listening. Hopefully you're not, because we say <laughs> curse words. <laughs> and Swagger Guillotine. This week, sad to say, that a man who spent the majority of his allowance in the first weeks of the season, his season has now come to an end. Left with $11 on the shelf, unable to make any more transactions to help his team along. That's right. I'm out. He go. Let me ask you this. The, the curse of DJ Chark is real. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. I, I, thought, I thought you were smart. Whenever you did it, I thought you were dumb. But looking back, I think you were smart by jumping out early and getting those, paying those high costs for those players. Because re, in reality, it really wasn't high cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Because we had some players go for a lot more that were a lot less caliber players. I really figured that my team was in – damn good shape after the first I think week or two I don't remember what week I made those transactions but I just felt like I was missing a quarterback and missing a running back and when Derrick Henry and Russell Wilson was up I was said well I think that's all I really need yeah Derrick you know? Henry's worth your whole budget yeah <laughs> mm, but not he, lately no that's oh. that's the thing so he kind of let me down I had a couple players let me down but good luck to everybody left in it I, it's that was some of the most fun I've ever had playing fantasy. I ain't gonna lie. I love that league. How like, much, I look forward to it next next year. How many people are left? Five. I think or so. four. Four or five. Well, if you made it to the top five, it's not really dumb that you you spent uh, your money. Yeah. I mean, you made it. It, it kind of caught me far. though, spending that much because I got to the point where it's like couldn't do anything else. I could you only, locked up. I can only hope to bet like you know a dollar or bid like a dollar or two on waivers and get them because I didn't really have the money to pay five dollars if I didn't get them in waivers. It's like a five dollar for ad drop fee. So I was like, I can't just keep paying five bucks and I only got eleven. You know, so yeah. it was, it was going to get interesting. But we have six people left. I'll give them a shout out now. We have Vance. Chipper. Chipper's still in. He got a chance to win something, Chipper. Yeah, Chipper's been the highest score the past couple weeks, I think. Mike, Chris Yuse, Stephen Bernard is still in there. Oh, wow. And Roland Gobert. So that's our teams remaining in Swagger Guillotine. And that is your Swagger News for this week. I keep dropping the ball. Oh. I keep dropping the ball. Brian Mill might have fallen out of the 10-yard line. Placement kicked by Hartley, and it is, it's good, it's good, it's good. Pigs have blown. Hell is frozen over. The Saints are on their way to the Super Bowl. And now, 
It's time for Saints in 60 Seconds. Your New Orleans Saints took care of business against a beat-up 49ers team on Sunday. That was the good news. The bad news is that in the process, the Saints lost their decorated veteran quarterback, Drew Brees. Jameis Winston came in for Brees and was able to lead the Saints to the win with some help from the defense. This week, the Saints will take on their arch nemesis, the Atlanta Falcons in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday at noon. The Saints will trot out Taysom Hill at quarterback against a team that is giving up the most fantasy points to that position. Fire them up, baby. Fire up your Taysoms. I'm excited. I don't what, – what do you think happened with Winston? You think he did something stupid and Peyton was like, get out of there. Stole some crab legs, maybe? I don't know. I think I think they probably got a fair shot. I, I don't know if James did anything stupid. I think they both had equal opportunities at practice. I didn't read anything about it, but that's just my hunch, and, and Taysom was, was better. I don't know. Are you nervous about Taysom starting that quarterback? Mm, not against the Falcons. If we were playing the Ravens, maybe, or – this is where I'm at. I don't know. I think Taysom can throw the ball, but 90% of the time he has thrown the ball as a gimmick play. Mm-hmm. But if you put him at quarterback, you lose him at wide receiver. Yeah, You lose him at punt return. Gunner. You lose him at yeah. kickoff return and kick and punt and running back. And tight end. Tight end. I yeah. mean. So you think that you you won't see – if he's starting quarterback, he ain't playing none of those positions. No, I'm no. saying – so you you will never see Jameis out there on su- on Sunday, Monday, whenever we play. I don't think unless Taysom gets hurt or unless it's going downhill so bad that they pull him, but I, I don't know. I, I trust Sean Payton. Uh, if there's a coach that I trust, it's Sean Payton. But I don't – it's a head scratcher. And I think everybody's scratching their head. Who, who the hell knows what happened? I don't think that – Taysom went in there and outperformed Jameis in practice. Yeah. But maybe Taysom's more comfortable with the offense. So I don't know. Been in a Jameis been there for 10 weeks. This is yeah. week 10. Yeah. Or week 11. So, I don't know. i tell you what. Either way, though, I'm excited about somebody pumping that ball down the field to Sanders or, you know, has the ability to put the ball in the air 40 yards, you know, because – so what we I wasn't was, getting that from Drew. What I, I, that's why I was excited about Jameis. Yeah. I don't think – Taysom's not a risk taker as far as throwing the ball. Multiple times we've seen in the last six weeks or so where he's dropped back to pass, what happens? He tucks it and runs. Goes, yeah. He's yeah. throwing like one or two passes. That's it. Yeah. I don't look at him – I don't look at Taysom as a quarterback. I look at him – being like you said, he's in there to do like some trick, you know, just Gadget he's like a little stuff. trick pony or whatever. I don't see him as a consistent like QB. Yeah. Well, we will this weekend, it's I guess. Chance. But I'm, I I'm curious if he comes out with like some kind of wild card. But why even report it? Do they have to report who's the starting quarterback? I don't think so. The injuries they do, but so why the hell would he even say something? Is it a know. trick? Because now the team was going from Jameis Winston, who's going to air the ball all over the field, to a team that's going to say. Well, he might be a lot like Kyle, Kyler Murray or Josh Allen. Maybe Sean Payton's just playing mind games. Maybe it's a strategy. Maybe James is, is the starter. <laughs> Maybe Ty- Can he Taysom say that? Can he change? Is that like against the rules? Whatever he wants, I think. But obviously the Saints have been hiding this Drew Brees injury for a couple weeks. I don't know if you heard, but they said like he, bro- he had broke ribs, I think, last week or something. That dude's tough, man. Yeah. 
Just thinking that he's forty-one. How old 41. is he? How old are you? Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I'm thirty-eight. Yeah. If I broke a rib right now, you think you could pick up a football and throw that bitch if forty yards? If I took a hit in an NFL game, like just one, I didn't even wouldn't even have to break anything. I mean, do we have to bring up the, the, the fact day. that Thang gets injured playing golf? Yeah, like that's true. multiple that's times. True. We do have back surgery from back yeah, stroke. What do you think happened when uh, <laughs> yeah. freaking Javon Curse comes run me over? But I, look at the game. He he punctured a lung, called hike. The ball hit the ground. Picked the ball up and threw it across his body to, to Kamara. But like, yeah. not just that. He could have easily, like, packed his stuff up and went to the locker room. He, he stood there, the, stood there the game, yeah. on the sideline. And, walk, like, he didn't grimace. Like, you would have never even guessed that anything's wrong yeah. with him. We'd have been wiping your tears Dude, and drying well, they, your snot they if probably, it was They you. probably shot him up with a bunch yeah. of opioids. He wouldn't feel <laughs> I mean, Maybe I didn't think about that. <laughs> he didn't feel anything. <laughs> he was I, trying to figure out what planet he was on. Yeah. I do have to say this, though. I'm not completely nervous about the game because I feel like whenever the Saints reach a spot where there's, like, some trouble with the quarterback, like last year, was it last year when Drew went out and we counted on Teddy? Now, Teddy wasn't a shining star, but our defense was like, you know what, we're going 110%. So I feel like whenever stuff like this happens, our defense gives all and then some. So I'm excited to see – what they what they're gonna look like? Not I, so much Taysom. What they're gonna do? I wasn't here when y'all kind of recapped the Tampa game, but it's like they they showed us what they can do now. So right, it's there. You I, have I, it. I don't want to see this crap and these lazy performances by them. Like we know what they're capable right. of, and it's to your point exactly. It's exactly right. They're gonna have to step up and try to help carry the team. I forgot you weren't there for that. I wanted to remind you that I told everybody that Tampa Bay is not for real. Yeah. But since you're here now, <laughs> how about scores? Courtney Lidgestein, which is your score to the weekend game between the Saints and the Falcons? This is just completely off the hip because I'm not very knowledgeable, but I'm going to say it's a low-scoring game. Saints pull it off. I'll go uh, like 14-16. 16-14? 16 yeah. Saints win. Saints, Saints win, but it's gonna be, there's not going to be a whole bunch of scoring going on. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. I, in my mind, like low scoring between these two teams is probably like 24, 21, because they both they do score a good bit of points. But um, I think it's going to be the the big Lutz walk off again. I like it. That's, that's what we like to do against the Falcons. So when I was preparing my notes for the podcast, and Winston was still a quarterback, I was going 42-35. Yeah. I'm going to change that. I'm going to go 17-10 Saints. Um, Obviously, the offense is going to change, and our defense needs to step up. So, uh, look. I'm going to make a prediction that we see Jameis. If we hold – you think so? We'll see Jameis. Might be a glimpse of the future with Taysom. If we hold the Falcons to less than 20 points, we're going to win this game. We should, yeah. So We need to to hold them just in the first quarter. I mean, the first half. I just need Taysom Hill to score about 50 fantasy points. You, Good luck. You picking him up? I, in swag lock, I did. Yeah. yeah. I had Jameis, and then so I dropped him and just went pick up Taysom a little mm-hmm. while ago. You better hope this isn't Sean Payton <laughs> mind game. Up next, we're going to do our survey results in the midseason survey. Let's start with Swaggerette. Courtney has y'all comments and stuff. I'm going to read some of the polls and see how they went. And uh, then, All right, so for question number one, how, how much do you enjoy this league? 24 responses, um, everyone said 100. Everyone took it? Yep. Awesome. 
Question number two. Currently, Swagger League fines guys $5 for leaving a player that is cleared out more than 24 hours before the game and $20 for starting a bye week player. Should we incorporate fines in Swaggerette? 16 of you said no, and 9 of you said yes. Of course, 25, I know there's 25 answers. I was one of them because I had to take it in order to see the poll, so I don't remember what I answered on that. So basically, 64% said yes, or excuse me, no, that y'all don't want the fines. And 36% you said, yes, we do want the fines. Question number three, in 2021, should Swaggerette remain at 24, expand to 30, or reduce to 20? Uh, overwhelmingly, you said expand to 30 or 40. Uh, it's 80% of you did said, yeah, I want to make the league bigger, which I respect. Question number four, now that we've had a solid core and group in Swagger for several, Swaggerette for several years, redo number four. Question number four. Now that we've had a solid group of Swaggerettes for several years, how many people would you say you know in Swaggerette League? Um, two people said they know all 24. I think I was one of them. And me. <laughs> uh, most of you guys know between 10 and 17. Uh, 70 you know 18 and 23. And 70 you say less than 10. Question number five. Should power rankings be used to determine playoff seating instead of record than points? Uh, overwhelmingly, 78% of you said no. Leave it like it's at. Where it's at. Nick, can you explain the power rankings? Yes. <laughs> Next podcast. I'm say, you can refer back to podcast <laughs> 1 through 10. Question number 6. Which league publication do you engage in? Check all that may apply. Shockingly, Swaggerat Newsletter is still number 1 with 23 out of the 25 people engaging in that. Uh, second place was... Swagger Podcast, 21 out of 24, and then the, the website. Question number seven, which Swagger event is your favorite? Number one, Family Day. Number two, Swagger Draft, and number three, the tailgate. Eight, 14 out of the 24, 58% of you said Family Day, and eight, uh, 33% of you said the draft. So question number eight, and I'll let Courtney come in for some of these. Tell me about any rules that you dislike and would like to see changed. Okay, our first comment was, it's all really great. You and Courtney are awesome. Thank you. And I love being a part of the group. I wish I could participate more. Hopefully in the future I will. Next, the only thing, only thing I really dislike is the 24-person league. All other rules are okay with me. Uh, going off of that same thing, next person says, I do not like 12-woman league. Keep it 10. Go down to 20 or up to 30. Next is, I'm good with the current rules, but would be open to a bidding system for waiver wires with theoretical money. Uh, next one, I think, is based on the same thing. Waiver wire should be based on betting for a player. Everyone has $100 of fake money to use each week or whenever to buy players they want, rather than just picking them up. Makes it more of a fair playing field. Do you want to elaborate on what that might in so look like for us? We're going to have to have a summer meeting for the ladies. Uh, obviously... Overwhelmingly, y'all don't like 24. Y'all don't like 12 people divisions. Neither do I. Um, so th that'll be addressed. We're either going to go up to 30 or we're going to have to remove four people. Hopefully it's the first one, not the latter. As far as the free agent acquisition bidding, uh, you'll see in a second when I go over swaggers. But this, this thing has felt really strong about on both sides. So it's going to come down to a vote. I'll, at the summer meeting, I'll explain it. But basically, instead of whoever just happens to be first in waiver wire gets to pick up that person, it's a blind bid. For the guys, we, we use real money. For the girls, we would talk about what, how we want to do it. 
but it would add money to the pot. But it also really the thing I I like to use it for is to make waiver transactions more fair. Um, instead of just being a tumbler where if you pick up somebody, you go to the end, and if you haven't used anybody, you get to pick up somebody. So continue. Um, on that note, talking about the going up or the going down, we forgot to add to the survey, if any of the ladies are looking to get out for whatever reason, if you are, that could make the decision easier about going down or up. We don't want to see you go, but if you have plans on going, you can just send a message to Nick or I so that we can know which direction we're moving towards. I'm pretty sure nobody wants to quit, maybe one or two people, but we'd much rather go up than go down because I, I think the group that we have currently is, is a good spot. So, okay, so next. I don't like that there aren't rules as to who you can have on your bench. I prefer it would be standard across the board. What they mean by that, this person reached out to me for clarification, or I reached out to them for clarification. What they mean is they don't like how somebody can have five quarterbacks on their team instead of one quarterback and two running backs. So they wanted a set player. Uh, Roster limits. Right, for yeah. each position. So basically I tell you what players you have to – what positions you have to draft and how many. You draft them in order that you want to do it. But it keeps somebody from having five quarterbacks on their team. I get it. I, but that's also strategy at some point. Mm -hmm. You're holding that player from somebody else. And then I don't know. I it'll, haven't it'll, had time to think that through. But wouldn't that hurt you for injuries? What if you had? Well, you have to drop them and pick yeah, somebody else. It's a risk. Up. I mean, it's I a know. risk. That would just be something we'll have to add to our summer voting meeting. in the summer meeting. Uh, next, we should have fee to trade players to make our prize winnings bigger or raise our fee so we can have a bigger payout. And the last one is I'm good with all the rules. Question number nine. Uh, question nine was tell me anything else you would like for me to know. Our first comment, I appreciate all the hard work and time that goes into making this a fun league. I should never be consulted when asking about policies for fantasy football. I have no idea what the difference is between power rankings and seedings, LOL. I think that's the majority of people in Swagger uh, <laughs> family leagues. We love the whole Swagger family. Thanks for everything you do. I think the league dues should increase. I think people put more effort in when more is at stake. Next, you are awesome. Thank you. I'm going to take that as me, not Nick. Best commission ever. Thanks for all your hard work. I am not. I am personally not a fan of the 24-person leagues. I think this season, regardless, was going to be a strange one, but I preferred having only 10 people per draft. Next, I love this league and the fantastic job y'all do every year to make it as enjoyable as possible. And the last thing, you rock commish and Mrs. Co-commish. All right, well, let's move on to Swagger. Um, let's talk about those polls real quick. Overall, how much do you enjoy the league? Total average number was 98. So a couple people didn't feel that 100. Um, out of 40, all 40 people did uh, respond, though, so that's good. How do you feel about free, acquisition, free agent acquisition bidding? So 50% of the people said they love it and Swagger should use it. The other people, 32% said, we hate it. And 17% said, what is free agent acquisition bidding? So 50% of people said, let's do it. And only 32% said, let's not do it. So uh, I'll have a pretty good feeling that we're going to be moving to a free agent acquisition bidding next year for Swagger Leagues. Uh, currently, we find people, and uh, should we incorporate fines for other incomplete lineups, such as players declared out at game time? 55% of you said no. Um, the other one said yes, $1. The other one, and 30% said yes, $5. Uh, 
2021, should we remain at 40 or expand to 50? Uh, 47% said stay at 40. 47% said expand to 50. So half the league said stay, half the league said go. One vote for 48 uh, teams, and the other one had one vote for 20-man teams. Probably Bo Bourgeois, if you remember from last year. <laughs> yeah. Now that we had a solid core and swagger, how many people do you think you know? Um, 35% said 20 to 29. 30% said 30 to 39. Those are the two biggest groups. Uh, should we use power rankings to determine seedings? Overwhelmingly, you said no. Uh, which league publication do you engage in? Again, Swagger Newsletter, 97.5%. Swagger Podcast, 82.5%. So, podcast, according to the guys, six more people engage in the newsletter than they do the podcast, which I thought was interesting because I thought for sure the podcast would be number one, but Swagger Newsletter remains king. Which Swagger event is your favorite? So, if you remember the women, they said Family Day. The guys are going to be guys. They said the draft. Yeah. So, sixty-two <laughs> percent said the draft, and thirty-seven percent said the family day. Uh, okay, I'm gonna let Thane read some of these. It says, "Tell me about any rules that you dislike and would like to see change." Some of these I'm gonna weigh in on because I I thought they had some good ideas. All right, get rid of divisional winners. Top four teams in each conference should get in. Head to head, one versus one against Courtney to reclaim my paddle. <laughs> that must be okay. Lucas. I wouldn't mind seeing each week count as two matches, one head-to-head, one versus league average. That's, that's probably that's gonna, interesting. That's probably Gomez or somebody along those lines because, look, he's had bad luck on his matchups. At the same time, look at, look at Roland. So. Yeah. Only allowed free agent pickups for injured players, defense, or kickers. I realize this will never happen, but someone gets a free first-round equivalent player every year that throws off the league balance. So you're talking about Patriots defense last year. Talking about, yeah, yeah. and possibly, like, uh, James Robinson this year. Right. He was a – Oh, yeah, only allow free agent pickups for injured players, defense, or – Oh, yeah, okay. So they're saying, hey, I hate free agency because everybody – somebody gets a free Uh, first-round pick. If you want to do that, start a best ball league. Yeah. what I say. Would much rather a bidding system for free agents. Everything else works fine. Keep it up. Love the league. See, again, that free agent acquisition, I'm I'm pretty certain we're going to be going to that. Go ahead. Instead of doing huge 50-man league, I'm sure you can get another 10 and have two 30-man leagues, play each of them out as usual, but have a Super Bowl game that lets the winner from each league compete to be the overall swagger champion. If you find this to be a dumb idea, this is rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't rolling. That's pretty funny. Though. That's interesting. That's a good thought. I mean, it, look, that's cool and all, but I'm going to need whoever wrote that, if you want to commission one of those leagues and, like, Take control of it. Maybe lot. so, yeah. yeah. Maybe some money could go to highest total points for each 10-man conference. I would like to get rid of kicker position. That's one that Let's I Let's back up to the one you said before that. So that's, that's interesting as well. They're saying, okay, not only does the top overall point winner win money, but pay some money to the division point leader. Conference champ. Conference the point leader, yeah. yeah. So that, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, at an IR spot, IDP instead of team defenses. He's saying one to two spots, though. I guess not like a full IDP. Auction draft, 
Draft should be in Halloween costumes. Week 17 should be Super Bowl from the winner of Swagger 40 and the Women's League. I like that. I do like that idea. Wait, explain. So the, the whoever wins the, the Super Bowl in the Swaggerette and whoever wins the Super Bowl in Swagger play in week 17 for like the Super Super Bowl. And he put on there no prize no prize needed, but maybe like a trophy or a T-shirt. Something like not, you know, not paying a Like just for shits and giggles kind of. Yeah. Bragging rights. I like it. Equally. Uh, next, remove Tumblr. Go to free agent acquisition bidding. Also, add one IR spot. So the IR spot, that's, uh, that's popped up a couple times. This is one that I wrote in there, uh, which I don't know if it's feasible, but defense and special teams points. It would be nice if this was set in a way that the points scored only against the defensive or special teams unit would be counted. The, the way it's set up now, your starting defense is penalized for a turnover resulting in a score by the offense when they're sitting on the bench looking at their tablets. So, for example, if you had, like, uh, the Bills defense and Josh Allen throws a pick six, those six points are not necessarily the fault of the Bills defense, but they're getting counted against them uh, currently. So, for, and I don't know how much difference it would make. but Well, first of all, I agree with you. Second of all, I don't know if RT Sports has the capability of doing it. I've never it. seen anything set up that way, so I don't know. I agree with you. you shouldn't be, your defense shouldn't be penalized for a pick six. I mean, your defense yeah. wasn't on the field. Think of the poor Bucks defense last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I agree with you. That's something I will look into. We did get rid of the kickers, so maybe I can get rid of the offensive taking away points. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I put the kicker position, drop that, and add another flex or a skill position starter. And then – Man, I like kickers. Everybody hates the kickers. Yeah, I like kickers. I don't know. It's part of football. The next one is, is there a fantasy football league option that only has one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one super flex, which could be a quarterback, wide receiver, uh, tight end, or running back, and no kicker or defense? This, of course, would be a separate league like swag lock guillotine or something. Somebody that doesn't want to have to put in the effort of having to track all those players. Yeah. So, so pretty much the opposite of franchise where yeah. you just have a bare bones uh, team. The answer is no. I think I, I think there's probably Trotty that wrote that one. Sorry, Trotty. Uh, but if you want to start one under the umbrella and you want to run it, feel free, brother. Next one, height requirement should be five foot seven. Bye-bye, Nate. <laughs> That's up. And, and then last one is, of course, fuck Tipper. <laughs> yeah, tell me anything you'd like for me to know. You guys are doing an awesome job with the league. Top notch. FSU sucks. Uh, ain't a mf'er and swagger that can f with me. I wonder who wrote that. Your brother, your brother is cooler than you are. Uh, Dylan's claim on shoes are really orthopedic shoes. He's actually three inch shorter than he appears. Oh my god! Chipper loves his Popeye's chicken bones and his old. Oh, no, I ain't gonna go there. Uh, I get fever blisters twice a year. I love this league. Uh, not only am I bald, good looking, and a little fat, but I will win this year. Twenty twenty is my year. Uh, Trep reminds me of the steroid guy on Fifty First Dates. Uh, <laughs> you guys are some characters. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you're, oh, I can't say that one. Either. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. Oh, chocolate milk is delicious. There you go. Chocolate milk is delicious. Hold on, it was one. It said uh, last night I ate some chicken, some type of chicken pasta out of the crock pot. <laughs> Great effing job running this league. Also, I need you and your top running mates in the division to lose so I can sneak that wild course spot. I like the idea of redrafting at midway point of the season. Yeah, that's interesting. 
uh, doing a great job. We really appreciate the time and effort. So long story short, what we got from the surveys this year, I know it was pretty long, but I thought it was important, is free agent acquisition is is probably a go. Um, ladies are not ladies into 12. Wanted, ladies do not like 12 team leagues. So they either want 20 or 30 or 40. Uh, so start contacting your friends now to try to get them in there. And people still like the Swagger newsletter and uh, Swagger podcast. So, and Dylan Short. Well, we know that. And Nate. But anyway, so thank you all for filling out the surveys. Uh, I made a lot of notes and stuff like that. We'll talk about it. At this, we'll officially vote on them at the summer meeting. Moving on. What's next, Uncle Thane? All right, next up, we got our listener questions. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. Listen, bro. I understand what you're saying. But I'm going to help them understand what you're saying. Basically. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, all right, the listener questions. The first is a comment. Again, echo our comments at the beginning. Shout out to Miss Christina Lacerre and the Edie White State Champion Swim Team. That's an awesome accomplishment. Way to go. And on to the questions. Number one, how does John Prospery sleep at night giving such terrible fantasy advice to his buddies to be LVP while he is advancing as MVP? Strategy. John Prospery set my lineup this week, too. <laughs> John Prospery, I can promise you, he sleeps well every night, probably on a Tempur-Pedic mattress, uh, and his hair is probably... Silk pillowcase, for sure. Yeah, his hair is probably fixed when he goes to bed. And he cocks his head slightly to the right and puts his elbow bend in there. A little crook in the elbow. cheese swagger. He's coming back, though. He's back in the race, baby. Back on top. Might might be looking to win another championship in swagger. All right, well, that looks like that was it for our questions. And it will put the bow on another wonderful episode of the Swagger Podcast. Just one closing note. Home skillet, Mr. Troy Yuzay. I'm coming for that ass for first place. That's right. I went from an 8% chance to make the playoffs to potentially taking over first place in my division come Monday night. Well, since we're on that thing, I play Casey Jaro. So if you lose Casey, you got to change the oil in all of my yard tools. <laughs> How about you? Who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Spunk Funk Monk, and I'm definitely going to shit. My team's pitiful. She said she's going to whoop that ass. She will. But unless you. unless I Hello. do like Casey Jaro and I come on the podcast and proclaim that I am the worst fantasy football player ever yeah. and then the next week he like rose from the dead. It's the reverse psychology. So yeah, so I'm going to spank it. That's right. No. No, I'm no, that's wrong. You're going to spank the funk monk? <laughs> no, I'm not. My team is pitiful. It's awful. I'm the worst the worst fantasy player ever. Boy, this went down here fast. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't have our usual uh, round of with. All right. Well, that is your Swagger Podcast for week 10. See y'all next week, and good luck this weekend. Bye, bitches. Later. Who that? Peace. I can't wait to be in Swagger.
what's it gonna be?